Joes and Agents of Cobra Command, welcome to an episode of G.I. Joburg entitled Fugitives and Zombies. My name is Steve, I'm joined by two other criminals. Introduce yourselves, boys. Uh, criminal One, I'm Paul, <laughs> I'll be uh, your co-host this evening. <laughs> and Criminal A, it's Rob. And we've got some to toys to talk about, we've got some comics to talk about, but it is the first first month down of 2024. Oh. Gentlemen, how's this year shaping up for you both? Very hot. <laughs> it's so freaking hot, like, but, but you know, we, we, we cope and we, we carry on. January was pretty nice overall, you know, um, Stephen was still around for a little bit of January, so that was kind of cool, you know, not enough of it, but it's uh, just, you know, it's a little teaser, a little tail end. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, yeah, I think it's been a, a pretty decent month so far. Um, I'm looking forward to February for obvious reasons, if you know me, you know. No. Happy birthday! Disappointing <laughs> <laughs> you! <laughs> Okay, cool. What are you looking forward to for uh, the big 4-1? Um, I'm looking forward to taking time off because I usually forget to take time off. So my bosses at the end of last year, you know, when they sent me my um, paycheck email, they always send me, you know, like, this is how much you earned this month. They they pointed out um, that I still had nine days of leave that I didn't take in 2020. And nine days of leave I didn't take in 2023. <laughs> so... I'm probably, my current plan is to take a week off at the end of February. So from my birthday, I think till the first week of March or something. Um, and hopefully visit my aunt who stays in the northern sub suburbs of Cape Town. And my grandfather lives with her. So I'm hoping maybe I can go and stay with them for a week or at least go visit them a bit. Because I have not seen my grandfather in probably a year and a half, two years now. So obviously, you know, the older people get... Um, yeah, the closer, you know, the less time you're able to spend with them. So I was like, yeah, it's, you know, let's go do that. So that's my current plan. People, that's a good thing. I'm a terrible friend because I honestly didn't know you still had a surviving grandfather. Yes, indeed I did. Fortunately, oh. um, I have one of each. Um, so surviving <laughs> grandmother. So on your dad's side, you've still got a grandfather. Amazing. Yes. My my grand grandmother, um, she did, she passed away, I think, three or four just before COVID, I think it was, um, mm. very suddenly, just in her sleep, she, she, she passed away. Um, I think it was a year or two after their 50th uh, wedding anniversary, actually. So we, we did thankfully get all together and we, I did get to see her um, before the end, as it were. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that's something I need to do. You know, sit down with my, my grandfather and listen to him tell me lots of stories. Very so important. I'm looking forward that's to nice, it. Nice, Rob. That's, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, what would Not you guys? something you're likely to hear on a GI Joe book podcast, but yeah, exactly. absolutely, you know, uh, cherish that generation like while we've got them. Yeah. Absolutely have to. Mm. Um, what about you guys, Paul? How's your January been? What's um, what's what's cooking with uh, with, the, with you? Good looking. Thank <laughs> 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 you, dude. Um, it's been good. It's been it's just been like kind of busy, and um, oh no. Duh. But but like busy, busy not work, not so much busy work stuff. Yeah, just busy like lots of things. Like I broke a window the other day. Nice. It like so no, it's just that the window twisted. So when I opened it, it kind of caught, uh, caught onto something and it created just enough flex to shatter the glass. That was Bam. 
that's not a toy. Yeah, maybe it was. Um, that was like I, literally that was like the only thing that was kind of annoying. Everything else has been pretty rad. Eh? Like things have been chilled. Uh, it's nice. been nice reading comic books again. Um, Hell yeah! And, Comics are so cool. Yeah, I enjoyed. Uh, it's maybe it's time to throw up a he book. I enjoyed Revolutions. <laughs> you ah, watched the entire thing. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. I was like pleasantly surprised. I was like, damn, I could actually watch this again. Because yeah, I don't know. For my personally, I was burned by season one and then season two, and I I don't think I have any faith in in kevin smith at this point um so dude interesting you know. say that because uh, the third one it's 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 weird it's like it's a different show it's like he man's actually in this one yeah like dude it's like the difference between watching uh and i'm and i'm gonna step up a few landmines here it's the difference between watching uh Star Trek, like tng or voyager or deep space mm -hmm. nine Whereas that thing in the future with the discovery. Things. Yeah, first that. Okay. It's like yeah. You see, it's, like it's the, my only problem is that like I don't want to have to like watch it and be like so excited and happy for it that I'm I like because I because how do you recommend someone to not like to watch this? You like just skip the first two seasons, go straight to the third season and just go straight to your... the revolutions, dude. Okay, not so that's something you, you reckon... Um... Do not watch those shows, just go straight through. <laughs> okay, well, th at least yeah. that's something I can reckon. Well, then, Paul, on your recommendation, I will I will check it out. It's, uh, it's basically... You know what I find fascinating? <laughs> Sorry, and I feel like this is important. I feel like this is important to mention. It's not even like a He-Man thing. It's just generally like something. And it's also like something uh, that's going to segue nicely into the show. It's like the fan base goes, hey, people who make this thing... We really like this stuff. And then the people who make this thing go, wow, you really like this stuff. But why don't you have this other thing that we've got instead? And the fan base is like, no. Mm. And then the and then the people who make it go, oh no, but you guys are actually just, you know, you know, you anti-woke or you anti-this or you anti-that or you like whatever, racist or ageist or speciesist or whatever, like, how dare you like say this thing we've given you that you don't actually want, you don't like, how dare you? And then, the third season comes, and He-Man is very lucky that it has this, it finally goes, it goes, okay, well you know what, I guess we should give you the thing you want, and they give it to us, and people are like, oh my god, wow, you've given us the thing we want, wow, we enjoy it. Thank you so much for giving us the thing that we want. And then the producers are like, oh, yeah, it's planned the whole time. Fuck off, man. <laughs> like, I'm sick of that. <laughs> and, then, and the same thing is happening in the comic books uh, that we love so much. G.I. Joe is finally like, starting to get to this point where we're like, okay, cool. It's G.I. Joe. It's all pretty good. It's all pretty good. It's all pretty good. But that's that's my issue with like everything at the moment. It's so weird. Like, Just give us the thing that we want. Don't make so it something easy. else. It's, it's so easy. I mean, how many, like, it's, I can rant, eh? I can rant I about this. I know, for this. sure. I, I can feel yeah, it. I can feel it. I'm on two minutes now. But, <laughs> but, but before you go any further, Paul, uh, I, I want to know what, what, yeah. what, Stephen, how's your January been? Uh, you know, well, I think my biggest awesome. news is I've decided to learn Indonesian, which is the, the language of my, my in-laws. Because ah. I, I know... I know that they, you. in my presence, 
Oh, which, <laughs> so I'm going to see how long I can keep this a secret from everyone. I mean, unfortunately, Kim already knows. Like, oh, Duolingo the has, has these signature sounds. She's like, are you on Duolingo? And I'm like, what are yeah. you learning? I'm learning French. But don't tell your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother. <laughs> don't tell anyone. Because, as I say, I want to keep this on the down low. Because... Oh, but now she can't talk to them about you behind you, in front of your face. I think my wife right. had my back, um, but the rest, jeez, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait to uh, to just tap into that secret code. Ain't no secret no more. Ooh, uh, watch this space. Secrets, like, yes, very good. Heart. Absolutely. No, look, I mean, Singapore's and they're not telling you a, an English-speaking country. Interesting. They, they, well, yeah. I know when they're talking about me because I know the, the three key words that indicate that they're talking about me. The one is um, om, which is uncle. The other is bole, which is white or faded. In, you know, in, strictly speaking, Why it's not? faded, but that's cool. yeah. um, it's faded. And um, gila, which means crazy. So crazy white uncle. That's Steven. That's me. Hey. <laughs> okay. So now you know when they're talking about you, but now you want to know specifically what they're saying. Oh, yeah. I have an inclination as to what they say about me because there are a few things that are very out of step that I do that they're like, what the f this guy? That crazy uncle, what's he doing? What's anyway, he doing? It, it, you at know, least it'll allow me to connect with them on a whole new level, just like you I guys think, don't have to I translate. I think that's fantastic, dude. I mean, you know, they, they're obviously able to speak English to you. I mean, I'm sure they'd really appreciate it if you could speak their language to them as well, and that's that's a that's a cool move. It's a it's a nice direction. Do you know what another? Let's say cool hello move is? to the chats, guys. We've got some yeah, lovely people here. with us already. Twenty five. That that that's where uh, I was going. I was going to uh, say, you know what a cool move is to greet. How's it? Whoa! But let's name drop it, guys. Mark is here. Darren's here. Moonlight forty sevens here. Spoon Killer. G7M9W, Alan Grant, Peter Moline, Peg Warmers. Wow, guys. So we got, MC we got DJ, ACDC. Outback Cheers. Stu, Chris Frommy, JoeFan84, Dan Shemansky, my goodness, Emmanuel Gosso. Guys, we've got all the usual suspects and more. I'm Morris, and more. Jeff Morris. It's all, and who's G7M9W? Because they're here too. They're <laughs> Hell yeah, I like him the most. Well, yeah, it's great to see Dan Shemansky here. Hello, Dan. It is, isn't it? I love Facebook <laughs> user too. <laughs> oh, Facebook uses Kiwi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wagga wagga, mate. To my, my, hey, my neighbors hey, down south. Right. Before uh, we move on, I, I will. someone did address Paul's, Paul's comment here um, uh, regarding things being not what you want, but then what you do want. He says, Star Trek Picard was the same. First two seasons were, seasons were bad. The third was like a completely different show and actually good. So see, Paul, people see you. They, 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 Thank they you. resonate with you with what you're saying. Yeah. Thank you. So what, what is it that we're talking about, guys? I mean, I, the title's Fugitives and Zombies. Mm. Is that uh, is there references to the comics we're talking about tonight? What's, what does that mean? No, no. It's a deep cut. <laughs> no, is it just... Yes, dude. I thought so. I knew it. I knew it had to do something like that. Do you guys want to go over here? 
<laughs> Do you guys want to talk a little bit about um, new releases first? And we just had a um, GI Joe new releases. day. Whoa, GI Joe day. Oh, and uh, Skeletron dropped some really cool looking figures. Um, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. And trying out new things too. I mean, they're very proud of like the swivelly wrist things they got going on there. Um, very beautiful figures. I see people have been receiving them too. Um, so like physically, not just like you know digital renders of these things actually look freaking amazing. Um, good job, guys. And it's this year, isn't it? Um, the the Robo Robotron comes out this year, right? Robo Skull. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Comes out this year. It's soon, Paul. Are you excited? Are you excited? Dude, I am excited. Um, and it's so cool that you mentioned this, and I really wish mm. I was smart enough to like have sent this photo to myself already. But me Boss too. sent me a photo the other day um, when it arrived, when my O-ring figure had arrived. So ah, yeah, good for you, dude. So it's good there at his place, but I, I'm going to let it wait um, so I can send it off the RoboSculpt later. Yeah. yeah Get the one-two don't punch. Rush. But don't uh, rush. folks are, have, have pretty glowing uh, impressions of the RoboSculpt O-ring trooper, saying that it feels like the real deal. Mm-hmm. It's like they mm. ate the plastic, you know, <laughs> nice the weathering effect on the plastic. That made it I just presume it's like the joints have the same kind of tension, but not. Um, there's mm. a sort of a, a snap to them at first, and then they become kind of buttery. Um, maybe it's the weight of the plastic in hand. It feels like, yes, this is the same density of plastic as we got in the 80s. Density. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about... Um, these beautiful ladies the... of Deke. <laughs> Super 7 dropped their uh, renders of Baroness, Lady J, and Scarlet in their DIC animation colorings and accessories. I personally am a big fan of the fact that they've got the Annihilator gun with Baroness and the Ambush yeah. rifle with uh, Scarlet because those were kind of like the standard Deke weapons. You just saw them cropping up all over the show. Yeah, nice little nugget that. Any opinions? I Jens? also like the, well, I like the accessory pack. Well, I, it's not really an accessory pack, but I like the accessories that come with the Baroness specifically. Oh yes. Uh, you had Lady, J you have Lady, There we go. I love that mask, that helmet, that like, that creepy mask thing. I think it's so cool that it's there. Um, it's a nice uh, little nod to an episode as well. I'm the um, fan of the fact that it's a two pack with Cobra Commander. <laughs> What's a man? There he um, is. <laughs> and that's the deep that's the deep cover commander, not the movie cover commander technically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why? Because like, the movie cover commander was a bit more orange. Well, no, because I don't know why they would put him with Baroness otherwise, because I mean he was in that a whole I think he was in a whole three episodes of Deep as a snake. Before he gets his yeah, partner. but Baroness Baroness is is the the true believer. She's the one who resurrects Cobra Commander in Operation Dragonfire. So she's got mm -hmm. got the snake oh, Cobra Commander Christ. with her all the time. Then we have to get to those. <laughs> now Mark wants me to mention his awesome play motion, which by the way I'm totally going to do. Ah. <laughs> you have me at a disadvantage, Paul. I haven't watched it Ooh. yet. I would have otherwise put a link it. in the description. Yeah, so we will add all of that. Yeah, Mark sent it to me today, and I've just been making dinner and everything, so I've only had a chance to like scrub through it properly. 
my word, there's some cool stuff that's happening in there. So yeah, guys, I got to get it through to you. And I also want to put it up for the patrons yeah. as well, and mm. just so that they can find it easily and then find their way to his um, channel as well, just to avoid a like and all that good stuff. So these figures are really cool. Um, I think they've done a good job. But I mean, they've, I, th- I feel like they've always done a good job with their ultimate line. Um, like generally, and they really do, as always, nail the, the accessories and stuff and the looks of the figures, you know, like the, the specific looks that they're going for when they do the cartoon versions. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. But of course, those weren't the only figures that, that were announced this week. No. Were those, Juven? <laughs> no, no, no. G.I. No. Joe Day apparently was the 1st of Feb, which is ironic because, like, I proposed to my wife on the 2nd of Feb and, like, I checked like in google like what happened this day in history and it said like it had some significance with the gi joe line yeah. like the first the first product was delivered to i don't know a toy fair or something on the, the second of feb 1965. so i don't know did hasbro get the day wrong they shouldn't have but I mind you if it's the second if it's the second of feb in australia it's the first of feb in the united states so i there still I still I still nailed it. You're still right. You're still I'm right. on the right day. Um, Norgahide, I think, is the most exciting of the releases. Did I just shoot I my bolt? Yes, I did. Well, for you. I oh, absolutely agree. I think this is the, the coolest new thing that they've, they've come out with. Dogs, I was very, very excited about this. Um, <sighs> Look at him. Two animal companions. Companions. <laughs> very cool. With full One articulation, man. Well, the monkey doesn't look articulated. It does um, answer an, an old question, though, um, about yes. the, the, the boar or the warthog, should I actually mm-hmm. say. Um, even though it's a bit big for a warthog, but anyway, let's not go there. Um, it's, you know, we were always like, is it his pet or is it his quarry? And now mm-hmm. we know that it's clearly his pet because it's got this like horrible nose ring that's going to make it difficult for it to eat. But uh, the... there we go. <laughs> I could be Unless mistaken, the, but I didn't the classic boar have a pierced ear? Check your old school Norgahide accessory. I'm yeah. sure Skulk is in the comments and chopping at the bit going, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody asked, is Norgahide South African? Yes, I believe he is. I really <laughs> we believe he feel is. like he is. Yeah. I would love to get um, confirmation of that in universe. So mm-hmm. I'm praying it, 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 finds its way to the man's ears, but I wrote into the um, Skybound comic book to uh-huh. ask, is Norga Hyde a South African? Please, please, please. He's not here that are wrong. Um, uh, South African uh, doing what he does in the 80s would never have tattoos. Just for the record. Ah. Your I knew this question was going to come up from Darren Cobb. Mm-hmm. Which two are the animals? <laughs> <laughs> well, well I mean, the, the, teeth, mate. the jokes the jokes have been <laughs> thick and fast that like the macaque or the monkey should have actually been a meerkat to make this the sort of Lion King um, trio. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That would have been magical. That would be Balls. brilliant. But, but yeah, yeah dude, I think he's, he's, he's definitely the, the number one thing that they, that, well, for me, and it sounds like for Steven too, in the, in the classified line right now. So many accessories. I like his space sculpt, bro. So cool. Yeah. Oh, Jinx and Arashikagi. Has never looked this better. Gorgeous. I keep trying to get out of this line and they keep pulling me back in. This is what oh, they do. They got you, brother. Amazing Jinx figure, bro. 
Yeah, Guys, I'm out. Just one more and I'm done. Yeah. Just one more job. More figures. Oh, guys, just one more. Just one more. One more. <laughs> yes. No, no. Dude, this jinx is stunning. I mean, look at that face sculpt. It's amazing. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Love the Yakuza tattoo. Also, again, don't know if she would have one. But cool that it's no, there. It yeah. If you like can do a thing, does it necessarily follow that you should do a thing? I mean, they have yeah. really mastered the sort of the the body arts with classified line. Oh, but maybe having the amount of characters that are tatted up is starting to strain belief. I know a few <laughs> people have have taken to removing tattoos. Oh, but interesting. It adds a I bit might of spice. Move this one. Hmm. Mm. I don't okay. like that she's. I don't like the yakuza connotation for her. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep it because I want mine to be original and sell for more. But, you know, the, from these renders, like, you're not likely to find a a prettier um, oh, rendition of... I mean, she's just amazing. And um, um, blindfold. Yeah. Magic. yeah. I love cool. that she comes with a blindfold. So cool. Mm. Too cool, actually. Again, just like the only reason I'm not that excited about Norka Hide guys is I don't think the face is ugly enough. Anyway, this. Ah. this well, you can always this, swap it with the Falcon another face. Another one. <laughs> Night Creeper. <laughs> um, yeah, hot take, maybe, guys, but I was never a fan of the original Night Creeper. That is a hot take. Oh, I can't believe uh, it. I love this. I think it was the first time I discovered that, like, what? They use yeah, reuse parts? I recognize that backpack. That's Snake Eyes' backpack. And that's why it only holds one sword and poorly at that. Like, why are there so many Night Creeper backpacks that have broken pegs? It's because it was never designed for the kind of swords that were placed in it. The curvy blade would strain those those pegs, and so would the, 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 the barbed blade. So, it just set the precedent for, like, this figure being a bit of a cheap out. However, the classified series one mm. is a whole new world, baby. Love that there's Very improvements cool. over the, even the modern era. Mm. Like my biggest issue with the modern era is I don't feel even though it's a Frank and Joe. Outback's arms? No, man. The modern yeah. era Night Creeper sucks. Yeah, but the head. For my biggest, the biggest bender for me was always the head. Like, mm. yes, I liked what they had done on the modern era figure, but no, I didn't love that it wasn't close enough to the original. And the fact that they've managed to get this nice and slim and looking right, it looks it mm. looks right. And I like yeah. that. And for giggles, and I think this is the, one of the coolest things they could have done. Yes, thank you, Steve. You know exactly where I'm going with this. The Ninja Force or the Ninja <laughs> Warriors like head, uh, head uh, replacement head. Nice. I love that. I love that. It makes me want to almost get two of them. Almost, but I'm only going to get one. So you're getting jinx. <laughs> You're getting two night creepers. Cool. I just, got it's, you, got it. Also, just happy to have a night creeper to fight with your other ninjas. You know, it's it's a nice. Yeah, there we go. Something nice. Much better. It seems everyone in, in everyone watching right now absolutely agrees with the uh, the tattoos. Like, nope, mm -hmm. not a fan of the tattoos. Leaves <laughs> on her. Uh, yep, the tattoos are coming off. Keep mine tat free. <laughs> Not digging all the tattoos. Yeah, so it sounds like yeah, tattoos are definitely um, going away. 
I'm just laughing at Jim's comment. You know that the team from Hasbro are watching this podcast right now, so. <laughs> All right, Jim Godfrey has this to say about Jinx's hairdo. Actually, I don't know if I could say that on uh, lesbian or soccer mom. Come on, Jinx. Yeah. You've been out in my girl. You have to say it in that, that sexy, gravelly um, voice of his. Jinx's hairdo. <laughs> well, Falcon, someone needs to nudge Falcon and tell, you, tell him, hey, buddy, you're barking up the wrong tree. I see you, Jamelin. Of course, not everyone agrees. I, I also think the tattoos are cool, but I, I, it's also yeah, context-based, context you know. And welcome, Agent Chuckles. Thanks for, for popping in. Ironically, I like the, the, the tattoos on Roadblock, on the first Roadblock. I love that line. Think it's very cool. Just so these guys, it's very cool. They keep mm. expanding the the Tiger Force. Um, mm. That's kind of tripwire cool. and roadblock. They're not even showing. They're not even showing the most important feature of Tiger Force roadblock. Well, they are, but they're from the front. I want to see it from the side. We have to know if the helmet's right. The helmet's not right. It's no deal. <laughs> yep. Though it's yeah, the first time I've noticed weird. roadblock has um, a little bit of camo tiger yeah. striping on his face. Hmm. Very cool. Of course, everyone's delighted that McLeod, <laughs> the, <so> cool. <laughs> the bomb disposal robot, has a Tiger Tiger Force vehicle livery. So the mouth, the eyes, the Tiger Stripe. That is very appropriate. I love it. But it's still green. Like the predominant color is still green. It's just a pop of yellow, which tasteful. No, I'm, yeah, I'm you liking these guys. More if you really wanted to. Easier to reproduce. Cool. Um, Tripwire is like good. Yeah. He's pared down to just being the sort of classic loadout. He's not full on um, hurt locker customizable. At least not, you know, the equipment that's pictured doesn't have. Yeah. yeah. And they've dropped the rat. The actual rat. And you rat. think it's a two pack? Like the yeah, it is a two pack. Oh, it's absolutely okay, a two pack. Mm. That's yeah, why they're yeah, together. Yeah. Interesting. But Are you excited to see Torch yeah. enter the line, Paul? I am, but I'm also sad that Buzzer and Ripper look a bit average. So it's like, Torch, to me, looks amazing. Um, and he stands out uh, for being great uh, compared to the other two. Which, I, okay, listen, maybe that's a very bold statement. I don't like how they pulled off um, Buzzer and Ripper, personally. Hmm. Um, and I feel like Torch stands out um, in a good way. But... Uh, Listen, he's there, great. He's beautiful. Really, there really, were really leaked well images online of the head sculpt for Torch, and the glasses mm. are not removable. They are part of the mold. That mm. puts him a little bit out of step with his two Dreadnought bros, because they mm. feature removable glasses, for better or for worse. I mean, yeah, I don't have the figure to hand. This is all just conjecture, but I share with you freely that, like, Ripper... No, Buzz's glasses have a bit of an ill fit. And it's got a lot of people questioning why the hell do my Dreadnoughts need removable glasses? It's never been part of their, their, their presentation. Eyes. Yeah, you don't want to see their eyes. But they did yeah. do some cool stuff with Ripper's eyes. Eye, in particular. If you know, you know. Uh, and he uh, has yeah. flame tattoos, which is Antara's not. Which I'd also get off. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm with Santara on this. 
I think they look, it looks I, weird. I think they look a bit cheesy. I don't know. My, to my eyes, yeah. He's a little cheesy. Too much into the Dude, look at his bloody boots, man. Hair metal to the yeah, max. Yeah, no, that's most compared. Yeah, compared to the the flame tattoos, those things are those things are great. The pilot light on his flamethrower has a <laughs> skull. That's so middle. That's so ridiculous. I, I approve. Yeah. But why is the pilot yeah, light above? Like, surely no, the. Is it the, meant to be the pilot light, or is it just like for that? Just a cool thing. Just an extra detail, yeah. I think. Very Mad Max. So, Paul, you'd, you'd say he's the best looking of the Dreadnoughts? they brought out so far yeah him and uh, him and well it depends on how you look at serena but yeah him and serena hmm. oh and uh i don't even want to mention like zartan's a stunning figure but i don't know if it's fair to i don't know they they do refer to him as a dreadnought in the in the packaging so yep this figure hey. is, is oh, this is a masterpiece i really like Which this figure, figure is that paul another winner it's dark very cool yeah Love this character, love this toy, this rendition of him. Glasses look um, to be removable. Hmm. In fact, uh, they look to be opaque. I can see his eyes. Yeah, well, they should be mm -hmm. removable. Oh, because otherwise, how else are you going to get that helmet on? Mm, might mm. be roomy enough. But yeah, Bleh. he's uh, apparently a standard release. Though there, there's been some... Toing and froing, uh, particularly on Chris's channel, about whether or not this is a standard release or going to be a deluxe. No, it has to be a standard. I mean, just because he comes with a, a giant flat piece of plastic doesn't mean that he needs to be a <laughs> deluxe figure. I mean, basically, that's a stand-in for any other accessories that he could have come with. Um, I think no, they're, holding, they're holding back on the accessories in the render because the write-up says 11 character-inspired accessories. I don't count 11 yeah, on It that probably picture. could be an exclusive or a deluxe thing. No, I can't at least like, eight. Like, it's Falcon. He's come back from his face surgery, so they're probably going to give you, like, sneak in Falcon's head sculpt there that's been, like, improved. <laughs> <laughs> One of them. Mercy it's a uh, post-drug post addiction uh, Falcon. I think it's going to be very cool to see, like, putting a figure on that stretcher. And if it can be held by two figures. And a dragonfly. Caving in. Uh, ah, on the dragonfly. Yes. That would be nice. Mm, the way the hinges seem be... to work, I don't think you want to lay that across the skids of the dragonfly because it'll probably bend in the middle. I don't know. Be be interesting to see what the engineering is like on the stretcher. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, also like uh, G seven points out. I mean the. The fold looks a bit weird because it might actually just buckle downwards when you put the yeah. figure on it. Yeah. I mean, depending on how it's made, it would have to fold upwards, I guess. Good point. Um, Darren Cobb, I don't know if you're being if you're joking or being serious here, but the pen is a removable accessory. If that's so, that's pretty cool. Oh hell, it must um, be. It wouldn't be the smallest GI Joe accessory ever produced. I think that still goes to no, Low Light's bullet. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, it's such a tantalizing sculpt detail. It does look removable. It must mm. be. But, guys, cool remember, there ain't no paint slop on a digital render. So, that's why it's, it looks yeah. so well picked out in that blue color. It's because... Just a tiny bit. Hmm. They're a little bit poofy. Bit but, yeah, you can't... Like, digital renders allow you to, like, get super close in on the details. Whereas the, the figure mm. in hand... 
you'll never go you're never gonna like stick it that close to your face so it's, it's an unfair i don't know i dispute that even but that i think rounds up the new figure announcements all the new figures well congrats on joe day um mm. yeah lots of cool new things coming out um, you guys want to talk about some comics Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the slate today, we've got Duke number two and G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 303. Whoa. What do you guys want to talk about first? It's tough. They're both comics. Comics. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to tip your hand just yet. I'm going to say let's talk 303. It Whoa, came out first. Okay. It's been out for longer. Duke came out I last five. week. All right, let's do it. So, any opening remarks on the issue, gents? Beautiful art, um, and it feels like, yeah, beautiful art. That's my. I hope it's too quick. Like it's too quick. Whoa, that's a good. I think that's a very good opinion. I didn't even feel like the money came off my cart. Like, I felt like I finished reading that book. Oh, wait, wait, that's three or three. No, sorry, I was thinking about Duke. Uh-oh. Um, no argument. Like, oh, no argument here. Talents 25, three and three quarter inch. It is definitely still king. But, you know, we, we enjoy we enjoy what we what we see and what we get. Um, you know, it's still pretty cool figures just to own. And if they're the only ones coming out. Okay, so my first impressions of three, uh, three or three. Um, yeah. Frustrating. Frustrating. Oh. Confusing as well. They're like they have some crazy surveillance on Cobra Island. Um like uh, they're able to like it like it's something's approaching Cobra Island. Identify, zoom in. That's a helicopter. I know exactly what it is. Um, oh, can we just say that um we are fully launching to spoilers? We're not gonna do a blow by blow of the issues. We're just gonna oh, no, 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 for sure. Discuss. We're gonna go through it, yeah. So um, if you want to not be spoiled about these comic books, this is a good jump-off point. Um, yes. We're not going to do any other interesting G.I. Joe Berg no, weird shit. This is, this is we, it. It's, there's no weirdness after this, just spoilers. So You won't three, miss anything two, fun. Two. Uh, well, it's, it's, it will be fun. I mean, also, who cares about spoilers? Oh, Keep listening. And details, you know. <laughs> so, Revenge gets um, straight into it. Um, and it's a very... It doesn't feel, yeah. I think Paul, yeah, Paul's right. It, it is over before it even begins, because um, like very little mm. happens in this issue, um, uh, but also a lot. Weirdly enough, like nothing and a lot, because they kind of like move stuff forward. Like Vance is like um, getting in bed with Serpentor, and they they immediately like we want to test out these devices, these new cyborg, you know, robots that you you know, and they send them off to try and kill Snake Eyes and Scarlet. So it's it's cool that Revenge is actually doing something um, instead of just like sitting around looking the whole time, in, which is basically what they've done in every other issue that I've read so far of these later. Um, so an unholy alliance between the mutant Cobra remnants under Serpentor Khan and the big cheese of the Blue Ninjas, this BN, oh no, Alpha 001, which is very sort of centipede-like. I like the design, yeah. but let me just um, push in on that face and ask you guys, does it remind you of anything? Oh. 
Ant-Man. Once you see it, you cannot unsee it. I mean, G.I. <laughs> Joe, in this instance, I believe, has cribbed from G.I. Joe. Whoa. Sigma it's 6. Stolen from the... Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, well, the I've Sigma never six, seen that in my life before. The Sigma so, 6 Battle Android Troopers have a very similar... I mean, it's a slight reshuffling of the furniture, but like... Yeah. Come on, guys. You backing me up on this or not? Dude, uh, if you say so, man, I've just never watched an episode of Sigma 6. I don't recall. Well, look at the pictures, things. Paul. I think it is really similar. Um, but they have seen... a funny face on those robots' chest. Okay. The Battle Android Troopers are in more episodes than they're not in Sigma 6. You're just saying you never watched I'm my favorite G.I. Joe show. Sigma 6. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm, ha- I'm safe that way. Um, Guys, may I just say... Double a one, Bilis. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There's a there's some kind of visual language synergy between BN, or sorry, Alpha 001 and Globulus. Um, so yeah. having him and Serpentor team up, even though they are sort of presenting opposite sides of like organic versus machine like it's 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 cool it's it's got it's got vibes vibes of things that larry harmer will never touch like he will he, he vows to never do cobra law but like this is giving me that vibe it's giving me something well paul talking joe shoots shoots down your theory i really doubt chris Munoham has paid attention to sigma six <laughs> what what theory i don't believe that theory at all that's steve's theory all right, Steve's theory. I'm just a bystander here. It's Steve's um, theory here. I'm just like, yeah, cool. Very well, Steve's theory. I do, I do agree with the globulus thing, though. I do feel like maybe there's a bit of reach there. But also, like, Even robots are very insect-like. It feels, it feels more creepy, I think. And the, the, I think that, that that's a common, like, theme for, like, creepy robots, is that you kind of go into that, that, that realm of, like, insect or... Um, reptile type uh, imagery it does make them feel more creepy and less human but guys during this first meeting between serpentor khan and revenge the whole time in the back of my mind i was thinking like serpentor khan has got to be thinking at this point okay sure you brought me all this you know this new offer this on alliance but did you bring me some meat I need some motherfucking meat, man. I need some <laughs> human meat. Like, right. I've got my intellect. I've got my physical abilities enhanced. But, you know, it's it's been a, a plot point before that, like, they have this this hankering for forbidden meats. Um, <laughs> so, And he's trying to keep his population under control and from, like, eating each other. So I'm sure they've decimated any, like, meat supply on the island. It's not like a... I mean, surely there there are no supply ships going into Cobra Island. So I'm like, okay, everyone's a little bit crazy right now. Like, if the added wrinkle to these mutants is that they need to feast on human flesh, like, it's kind of been suppressed at the moment. Maybe Mindbender has created some kind of meat substitute to keep everyone oh yeah, in line. Well, they that haven't discussed nice. it. I mean, at, at least he's not kind of like banging home on, on the small things the whole time. Um, like, I'm, I'm glad he's kind of more focused on like what's happening right now. It's important to know that for sure, but at least he's not like going over and over again. These are my mind. These are my brain scanner tubes. Do you know what a brain <laughs> scanner is? It does this thing. Oh, by the way, this is a brain scanner. It does the brain scanning. 
Do you guys also dig the kind of oh, bloody hell? I keep getting a pop. Stop clicking. Um, yeah, no. Um, there's a sort of a, a viper or a, a blue shirt that's kind of like um, a, 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 a minion on what's the word of bloody movies? Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. He's ah, all like tentacled. Yeah, I mean, whatever's happened to them is. It's definitely, yeah, transformed a lot of them from just being, you know, like zombies to being like weird monster type things. Um, so it's nice that there's a variety to the kind of like creepiness. Mm. Okay, so this is where it gets like, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yes, yeah, I like it. So when somebody's go, so Cobra's kind of like, okay, who's going to like volunteer for this? The whole vibe. Here's our machine that makes. So robot zombies now. Um, the next generation. We had the face ninjas. off with uh, one of the inquisitors that came here, which is cool. I call it an inquisitor, but it's it's just a blue ninja. It's next generation blue ninja. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's like really nicely like the fight and everything there, and that all that stuff is cool. And this is like setting up some kind of creepiness. But I can't help but feel like like. You know, get over with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, okay, cool. It's like watching a cooking channel. It's like, you know. And by the way, Steve, he's he's snacking between panels, according to Darren Cobb. It's uh, hidden for the comic code, so he's definitely <laughs> nice. you know, he's eating. But some. snacking, snacking on what? Like until they're able to escape the island, they have to eat themselves. That was the plot point in the previous issue. Well, they, they, maybe they um rationing whatever's left over. I mean, there was a very big, uh, there was a big population of like um, crocodiles. Well, crocodiles. On Island. All, well, crocodile, but also it was all the guests at the at the resort. I mean, there's probably still hundreds of those people there. Um, yeah, but that's and, his you know, his workforce. That's his. Yeah, for sure. But there's probably a hierarchy there. Um, the most important ones, are the ones that already have training, so they're. Already, the Cobra people would be the most important, and then the least, you know, yeah, you know, there are less important ones. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Um, guys, we end. We're so with, thrilled um, by this issue that we're not even talking about it. <laughs> we end. We end with 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 Storm for Snake Eyes. Well, no, no. This is perhaps the most it's interesting great. scene. Dawn Marino. Um, she sneaks into Springfield. And visits her family, and this is the first like moment we've had between Dawn and her family. Like, you would be uh, forgiven for thinking that she was an orphan when she came into our crosshairs, because yeah, there'd never been any kind of mention of her family until that point. Turns out they are a family living within Cobra, sort of embedded in the Cobra community. Um, they're plumbers. Well, they have a family business of plumbing. Um, she's got a father and a mother. And she sneaks in, hangs out with them, and they promise they won't turn her into the sort of the Cobra underground. Which mm -hmm. just tells me that, like, we've gotten to a point where the rot has deeply set into Cobra society, where there are people who aren't in step with the Cobra doctrine living mm -hmm. and working in Springfield. Later, Kiwi. I don't believe that. Have a good one. Oh, you think they're going to turn oh, her in? 
Yeah, we were never telling you that we are never in a million years. I don't know. And then Dawn's face, like that I know. Like I don't know why. I just I read that maybe it, I'm it, reading it wrong. But well, it, it's it's a bit of a look. Yeah, it, it, it is a bit of like an, an, an interesting panel to end that sequence off on. It's like, does she believe them? Does she not believe them? Is she there for more reasons yeah. than just seeing them? Yeah, something's something's off there. Um, yeah, it's cool that you get that feeling. I mean, I mean that you know, there's something being conveyed there, um, which I think is quite cool. Mm. Yeah, the art. I mean, I, it goes without saying, but the art in this book is fantastic. Minahan's really knocking it out of the park. I mean. Oh, big time. Incredible. This is a fun uh, moment here with the sort of uh, Cobra long range recon team. Mm, sort of, they're scoping out the uh, pit. Which is kind of a yeah. bummer that they know where it is. <laughs> like, I really hate that. Like, my secret <laughs> base, I know where it is. Well, it seems like everyone knows where everyone else is at this point. Like, there's yeah. a focus. Mm. We know there's Cobra Island, it's Springfield, and then the Joes are, you know, at the pit. Um, so it is very much is focused on whatever the you know, the machinations is between these three groups at this point in time. It's, there's no like big mission or something that any specific group is going on. It's, it's we're focused on building this up to the point where there's a full out war between the three factions. And I suppose seeing where GI Joe lands on, you know, in this, I wouldn't even call it a civil war. I mean, it's just literally it's a war between Serpentor and Cobra Commander. Mm. Is it? Revenge is um, well. Yeah. Yes, Serpento is making moves on Cobra Command because I, I guess he wants to harness their military might. Yeah. Hmm. And then as you go down to like, so these guys are meant to have these advanced sensor packages and all that, but they didn't pick up any of the security um, stuff that's been set up in the desert and the surrounds. Interesting that the one-eyed cactus sees all. Um, <laughs> yeah. Spying on it's them. just weird that, like, yeah. So these guys are talking about like how they have this great like ability to like pick up things, and they got these amazing sensor packages, but still they don't pick up on Giajo's like equipment. It's, like and I know I'll you have to write alias somewhere. I get that, but it's just just. Alpex is right. Spirit looks very cool. Mm. Yeah, Spirit's never looked better, better honestly. Yeah. yeah amazing so much character in just his yeah you know, handful of portrayals on the page here mm. absolute badass my only bummer with the sequence is the fact that like yeah. the script yeah. name drops that these are upgraded versions of toxo viper techno viper and a plain vanilla viper so larry's vanilla. script did call for them to be like specifically picked out as those, you know, those particular army builders, but we yeah. don't really see it supported by the art. Mm. Yeah, they essentially look the same. I mean, I think... yeah. And we know that Chris knows what a Toxo Viper is because we very clearly see Toxo Vipers earlier on. Uh, I'm just going to find it. He probably, he didn't read ahead. You know, I think he kind of, he, he skipped reading ahead. He's got the Toxo Viper sort of chet, chest piece, the Toxo Viper helmet. That's and that's a Toxo Viper version helmet. one, which I think is much more difficult to draw. Is it not, Paul? 
Yes, that helmet is crazy. So that technically, <laughs> I like that. It's a nice redesign on that. Yeah. Those guys on the left still look like they're from General Brigade in that panel. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> With the optics. I love this shot of, I'm guessing this is meant to be Duke. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think he gets name drawn. Yeah. And he looks like Duke. He doesn't need it's, to be. Obviously, it's, Duke. it's Duke. All the way, baby. And that's Zorana mm. uh, with them. <laughs> no, she looks like Zorana no, because of the hair and the glow of the white, yeah, of the blue that's screen. Yeah, I when I looked at it, it, it makes her hair look, look, look purple. Pink. I was like, oh, I mean, pink. I was like, I thought it was Lady J. And then I was like, it oh, is oh, Lady J. It's pink. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it's, it it's clearer in it's other pictures. Yeah. Ah, I like I was reading the cool color thing. Love so Steven, uh, what do you think? Mainframe still looks like Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Even more so now, it seems that his helmet is more angular than ever. Maybe he's gonna squared off vents. He could be a transformer. Yeah. Um, the big, the big, uh, like cliffhanger of the episode, the issue is um, there's an assault on Cobra, uh, Snake Eyes's Cobra cabin Island. in the High Sierras. Um, and he and Scarlet and Timber are caught off guards, as it were, or as caught off guards as you're likely to get, trying to sneak up on them. Um, and have they been shot? Are they now? No, no. I, I think for sure they're dead. Uh, ninja trick. They know that they're being surveilled, so they've done this. They're just using some kind of thing to look like they're ah, dead. Ah, Paul thinks. Okay. I, I looked at that and I was like, that's a ninja trick. They're doing that. Like, like if you go up to the previous panel, I mean, to the previous page, um, it's got them talking, blah, blah, blah. But on the previous page, they're like, they've literally annihilated all these guys. And oh, uh, yeah. this dude, before, the, the, yeah, they've annihilated everybody. So, like, these dudes come in, Snake Eyes is, like, way too fucking wordy for my, for my happiness, to be honest. No, I'm going now. through this. I'm like, shut up, Snake Eyes. I don't need you to be an anime <laughs> character right now. Just kill stuff, please. Like, if you're going to be here, be here, fine. But then just kill stuff. Stop talking about it. it uh, they do all of this damage, and then they get surprised. All this, all three of them, Timber, Scarlet, and Snake Eyes, no. They, they've done this on purpose. They want to appear dead so that they can do what they do best. Be picky. Hmm. Good. Yeah, yeah. Take the fight back to Cobra. I was quite tickled by the fact that these two, like, upgraded blue ninjas can combine. What do they call it? Well, I don't think they... No, they're not combining. Duplex technique. Duplex technique. I think he just called it that. He's just jumping on the guy's back, you know. Dude, he opens up his back. He's always oh, flaps deploy. Uh, the other guy okay, no, inserts his legs into the other one's back. And becomes, I don't know, a, a robot upon another robot, like, like, like a combined. platform for him to stand on. Okay, I, I didn't, I didn't read it like that. Um, maybe I'm, I'm not, I'm not pouring over these pages like endlessly. You know, I'm reading a comic book like it should be read. Mm. <laughs> oh, Good man. shots fired! Really? Look, uh, it, it is uh, a brisk read, I think, which is quite oh, no, unique because brisk read, which is nice. I think you know, it's a nice. Yeah, you know, it's, it's we're not wasting our time. Um, yeah. Um, to answer Albrecht's do, um, so in 300, um, basically Snake Eyes, uh, so Albrecht's do asked, isn't Snake Eyes dead? Yes, he was. 
but he was uh, cloned again and he came back to life in issue two, three two nine three hundred three hundred um and basically snake us is back but he's he's back and he can talk now um he's not a zombie fortunately well not yet well 90 oh i i think yeah, eventually they're, they're, they're all gonna be zombies they're all gonna be zombies totally dude if they can do it i promise yeah hell yeah dude they can do whatever they want to so we got so boys and the spacing guild and they're busy um deliberating over what's going to happen next. yeah like what's going to happen next what do you want to give this comic book out of five gents out of five it's inoffensive i mean I, I enjoyed how quick it was and it's kind of like moving shit along um probably give it like a three and a half i think um i think that's a pr- pretty decent score you know mm. it's kind of like setting up what's happening next we've got some cool reveals it has some cool questions um like darren darren points out um like with Dawn Moreno, maybe she wants her, her folks to turn her into um, Cobra Commander so she can take revenge for, for Wade. Um, mm-hmm. So there's lots of questions being set up and lots of like mysteries and like things. I think where you you know you don't necessarily know the exact motivations of why people are doing what they're doing. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's uh, yeah. I'm curious to see what comes next. What's coming next? Three. Yeah, Three. I'm gonna yeah. stick with you on that. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Sorry, I want I want wow. to be more interested in the story. Um, I'm not at this point. It's actually kind of lost me a little bit now. Um, and not lost me because it's incoherent. Just lost me because I'm not interested, to be honest. Um, but it could be. It, like, yeah. I don't know. Well, it it could be kind of like like the modern TV series. If you, if you don't if you don't aren't hooked by the initial premise, you're kind of like out of it for the rest of that story. So mm-hmm. kind of, you, you're kind of like not into the whole premise of like the zombie, zombie Cobra versus normal Cobra and GI Joe. And I hate it. And I hate it because like I like Larry Hummer, you know. Um, you do. Like you him. personally like him, like as a person. I like him. I think he's a cool guy, and I and I like his writing. Um, but I'm just not enjoying the story for this, and it makes me feel so bad because I feel like I'm like betraying Larry, <laughs> um, because I'm all in for the art on this book. Like He's gonna I unfriend you on Facebook it. now. Sorry, Paul. Hating no, on it. Hating on, no, on it. I don't think he even cares. For my uh, part, the the <laughs> most middling element is the introduction of like, okay, this is the latest model for Blue Ninjas. If you're a long-time reader of this title, as I am, like this <laughs> same story beat gets played every time Revenge step or re-step into the ring. It's like check out this new bat it's got new features check out this one and the joke you know the emperor clearly has no clothes because the joke is they always get handily defeated every time as they have been in this issue it seldom happens within the space of one issue there's at least like a sort of a moment where it's like oh this one might actually kill snake eyes this is the um, new one but no it's it's like six of them go off to snake eyes and and Scarlet. That's this like one's going to get done. And they even chose four. It's an arrow. And they still get like the ass handed to them. Still useless. I guess you're not but buying that. You said it. It's a better. gorgeous, gorgeous book. Um, characters are presented in ways that like just make them explode off the page. Like in the, a lot of care has gone into making these characters look as cool as humanly possible. Duke, Spirit, even if they're not 
doing anything active in the issue and just kind of brooding in a computer room, they look amazing. The sunset yeah. over the desert, incredible. So sequences like that and all the stuff on Cobra Island, it's an island. It should be sunny and, and bright, but it all looks very brooding and, and gross and dark I like and the colors, yeah. gloomy. Yeah, the, the mood of the book is terrific. So if you took all the speech bubbles away, this would be cool, man. Can I add something? You can put so many contrivances in this one. (laughs) It's not uh, an an issue with the comic book storytelling, writing, art, or any of that stuff. It's actually more um, an issue I have with the production of the comic book. Um, This is kind of like Skybound focused thing and a comic book focused thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm being a little bit silly here, but we're getting, we pay, what, $4? $4.50 and we get a funny book that's got what 18 to 25 pages maybe of story content and then we got like five like promotional ads for some other comic book or in the case of this one we have the uh, preview for Cobra Commander I think it's I think this one is the preview for Cobra Commander one or the other one does it's like that's nice and all, but can't we just have some like cool sketches and things at the back? Could we not have like a cover gallery at the back of the book just to show us what varied mm, covers were? They saved like, that something... for the trades, boy. Yeah. Yeah. I really hate that because <laughs> it actually makes me, I, I feel like an idiot spending what I'm spending on the comic book. Um, yeah, you're not just... getting anything extra for getting the issues as they come out. Um, and when you buy it digitally, you're getting even less. That's true. You don't even because I don't have a physical book, mm. and I'm paying the same price. I'm paying the same cover price. It's bullshit. I'm sorry. I just think it's bullshit. Like digitally, how am I supposed to get all the different covers if I want to exclusively buy it digitally? Skybound needs to think about that shit too. Anyway, Welcome, that's just Cody. And yep, you're right. Yeah. You're right. We should we should definitely stop being Debbie Downers. You know, let's let's, let's, let's get on. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. Well, let's not be Debbie Downers. Let's talk about Duke 2. Now, I was a bit down yeah. on the the first issue. However, I'm up on this one. You were definitely down on it, dude. You hate, you're, you're very confused. I, think I like, loved Duke 2. Probably because Incredible. in the early issues of G.I. Joe a I really connected with Clutch. He was a strongly written throwaway character like he he disappears from the story very quickly after the og 13 era but in that og 13 he is a very strongly drawn character he plays such a great foil to scarlet because he's such a chauvinist and she's such a competent female soldier that of course they're going to butt heads he's going to be take making passes on her and she's gonna be like no i'm not here to to pick up guys like well ironically she does anyway but Besides the point, she's definitely not going to pick up Clutch. And he is presented, I don't think he's ever been presented better than in this book, man. (laughs) It's like they they read the file card and like they were just hitting the the, the tick boxes. Um, He rarely shaves, chews on the same toothpick for months and still calls women chicks. Uh, He worked as as a mechanic at Manny's Mean Machines. Um, and was heavily involved in racing street machines prior to enlistment. Okay, we didn't see a f- like a um, fast, furious uh, scene of him like doing some street races, but you can assume uh, he's at Manny's Mean Machines. Absolutely, he's got the toothpick. 
they literally read the far card and they were like, just put that all on, 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 you know, into the story. Presumably there's motor oil in his hair, but they weren't going to spend additional page time showing that. Getting that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, it's a lustrous mop of black hair. We can assume there's all sorts of crap in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just unwashed. Nice. Guys, I love this introduction. I really do. He's sitting on top of his camper in this scrapyard. Too cool. It's a very good introduction to a character. I feel like all the introductions to the characters in this in this issue are very good. Um, because they were kind of like teased in the last issue that Duke was going to be chased by rock and roll and stalker. And they're here in this issue and they, they get their shit done. Um, very, very cool. <laughs> He's like, ah. Ah. <laughs> Who are you? Paul, as a resident artist, what would you rate the art on this book? I oh, dude, for the they hold the style so well, I also give it like five out of five. Eh? I have nice. no issues Whoa. with this book art at all. Yeah, it owns this <laughs> the, this artist just had such a great style. The yeah. and there's some amazing panels in this actually. Um just as there are in three oh three. This I love this. Dylan, you son of a bitch. Um, oh yes. Yeah. The, um, oh, the predator references they oh, kind of man. clasp hands duke and clutch too soon, <laughs> two buddies oh yes yeah dude it's it's sad man yeah but, uh, um for for those who don't know or uh, yeah we we're recording this on the back of uh last 24 hours learning that uh carl, carl weathers old way rest in peace um mm. absolutely incredible man incredible actor um the greatest stalker there never was uh-huh. yep I saw mm. I saw a very uh, moving um, a short video from uh, Stallone. Like he was, like he was almost in tears. Like as he was trying to like just kind of like bring across how important Carl was to him in his entire lifetime. Um, yeah, absolutely incredible, incredible man. Oh, and yeah, it's a very cool cool moment oh, in of Duke. They as if you like, needed a reason to watch Rocky again. Oh, man. All right, you never what an amazing film! All what of an amazing actually, series. I really enjoyed them all. Anyway, and and even Creed. The Creed films are great. Mm, especially the yeah, Creed's great. So Duke arrives, um, crashing into <laughs> Clutch's party. Um, he he's a womanizer in this issue. That's for sure. He's got a chick staying be. in his trailer, but he can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Probably picked her up at, at last night's time. street race. Hey, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I think is really great is that they set that up. He doesn't remember a name, but by the end of the issue, he does remember a name, and it becomes a little joke. Well, like, yes. I don't remember a name. Mm. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. The expressions. I mean, just the the term that gets thrown around. And it's absolutely correct. The acting in these mm. faces. Yeah, it's cartoonish think... in a sense. It's it's very very stylized, styled up to eleven, but it clearly conveys. But What's you see on? them, which I think is really cool. I've always enjoyed artists who can be very expressive in in the faces. Um, and he's very good at backgrounds too. I mean, he sets it up. Um, you know, the background is very good, but you can still you still win with the phrases. I mean, the the, you know, the faces. Um, and yeah, I think the he's, he's, is this, so cool. In this this guy gets it very well. The framing as well, kind of like her appearing the in the middle. Is on. 
and usually I don't like repetitive. I mean, I feel sometimes some artists re reuse, um, uh, you know, pictures too often. But in this case, yeah. it's different enough where it, it it kind of it's necessary for it to be like that, um, and it comes across it comes across very well. You know, there's there's little differences where you know obviously he did copy just copy paste and then change small bits of it, but it's just enough that it 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 works with the gag. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like oh, I'm I'm reusing this be just because I can. You know, I'm I'm being lazy here, but it it works in the context that it's been used in. Well, it plays the moment a lot better for there to be one camera position and action yeah. happening no, no, between exactly. them. That, that, that's what I'm cut trying to, to say. Different, you know, instead of angle. like, I mean, a lot of, a lot of artists use that just to kind of like say pad out. Yes, no, yeah, we, we all know examples of that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Duke keels over because, of course, he took some bullets in that amazing hail of bullet fire that he seemingly escaped scot-free from. Um, yeah. I'm talking about when he crashes into Adele Burkhardt's apartment or house. Yes, and he and is then, assaulted by it, an absolute An army of cops? Yeah, no, we, we, well, we definitely pointed out, like, it was, how does he get out of there alive? And apparently, yeah, it, it wasn't as easy as we thought it was. Guys, check out the footwear. Clutch is wearing uh, green sandals uh, with black, black socks. <laughs> Amazing. Everything about his portrayal, guys, is spot on to how I want it to be. I mean, he got played for jokes by the end of the, his appearances in ARA. I mean, him and Rock and Roll were spending a lot of time together, driving around in cars and getting brainwashed. Um, <laughs> there are some hot takes out there that, that they were, in fact, lovers. I'll leave that to your imagination. Yeah. I mean, think about that for yourselves. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I there's, think like, yeah. Clutch is supposedly a womanizer, but there's never any hood rats in the backseat of that Plymouth. Either way, mm -hmm. all I want to say is like, this scene gets played out nicely because you kind of know that Duke is safe because this is where Duke passes out. Um, so he's been running on like pure adrenaline, he got himself to clutch his plate, uh, clutch his place, and the adrenaline's died out, and Duke has almost allowed himself to kind of lose. Be you know, vulnerable. Room, which is cool. Well, yeah, kind of, of like, yeah. yeah, like, you know, Darren, as Darren points out, like Duke shows up several manly panels later, oh yeah, I've been shot and I'm full of glass, collapses. Um, <laughs> you know, that kind of says a lot about him. What I, what I find fascinating is that, I mean, like with 303 and with this issue, I mean, as much or as little happens in both issues, um, okay. you know, like that kind of like between the passage of time as well as what's being said and what goes on. But this one kind of feels it does it better um, than, than 303 did. Uh -huh. You know, which I find fascinating. I mean, like you, you know, you pointed out like quite uh, negatively, you know, the 303 kind of doesn't feel like much is going on or what kind of, you know, it goes by too quickly, but this issue, yeah. even though that much doesn't go on, um, well, as much as you know, three or three, but it's still somehow more engaging. But it has to be; it has to move the needle in a very measured way because this is a four-part miniseries, and they have to get you know a lot of planning has gone into this, and we know mm. that Larry's style is more meandering and like let the organic story uh, just take the reins. Whereas this is yeah. like, we've, each issue is a measured, planned 
entry. Yeah, it's kind of like he knows he, he has like a plan. He knows where issue four, issue five, whatever has to be in here, and he has to get there. Yeah. So speculation jumping forward, guys. By the end of issue four of Duke, will there be a GI Joe team? I think, I think there'll that, be like some kind of renegade GI Joe team. I think possibly ooh, it'll set up for GI Joe. Um, because, I mean, it, what's interesting, because I haven't seen this mentioned anywhere else. We'll move past Joe. Stay there. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Fine. Sorry. I, I thought we were doing a blow by blow. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, I love this shot and I wanted to just be I'm driving straight to the editor's letter. <laughs> no. What shot are you talking I, about, Paul? So there's this menacing shot of Destro, um, who's in the pit of fire, his, and he's <laughs> sitting there by, with, by his like in his office. His pit that was revealed to us in the previous episode or previous issue, and he's spying. Like he, he's got some kind of spy technology that is on Duke, so he's spying and he's mm-hmm. checking what's going on because he he kind of knows. Like he's kind of set uh, bait, you know, for. For, for whoever's um, after him. And he's letting it play out, and I dig it. And it's so, so cool. It's one of my two favorite panels in this comic book, which is, you know, pretty special. I love it when there's, like, a memorable uh, panel. This one, I love this. Like, this should be my computer wallpaper. Huh? If I could just get a high-resolution version of it. <laughs> um, All right, getting to the main event, then, though. Rock and roll and shows here we up. Go. Yeah, let's turn on the music. Yeah. yeah, turns on the music <laughs> and then loads his machine gun and boom, boom, boom. Once again, I'm gonna. I mean, how many times can I say this in an episode? But I don't think rock and roll has ever looked better. And I'm mm. including his first appearance cool. in his V2 outfit when he opens up with his twin handheld Gatling cannons. Like this is just terrific. You got disintegrating links and bullet casings flying off the side of the machine gun it's aggressive it's he's wearing a backwards hat with his hearing protection it's um it's cool. i love that he's wearing hearing protection and technically headphones (laughs) oh right well it also is probably to communicate with stalker they are a two-man team after all and this plan i mean while it looks pretty reckless he is interesting who knew do you think he's cool, uh, as Darren Cobb says, even with the tats? <laughs> yes. I feel like rock and roll has license to have tattoos. And this it's is absolutely... Thing. Like, if I was a classified collector, I'd be doing backflips, seeing the actual toy being presented in in the artwork, even down to the mouth, the sort of the, the skull mouth on his on the back of his hand. You see it a couple of times, I think. But yes, a lot of care has been taken to reproduce the toys' stylings. Yeah, man. The artist clearly has the toy. They've done very good introductions for all the characters we've seen. Um, And it's cool. He kind of gets a very, like, off-panel, but at the same time, on-panel introduction. You know, it's kind of like these little little, little pieces coming together. It's kind of like, you know, close-up shots. I hate that they kill his car, man. That makes me feel so bad. (laughs) That hurts me well, too. That means the, the writing's been done very well. Um, yeah. You know, it's well, it's a cool moment. You know, you kind of like you see how much uh, how attached oh, he is yeah. to the car, and you get upset with him for his car being destroyed. I think it's it's fantastic writing. But it also sets up and a little bit of antagonism. 
Because, well, <laughs> rock and roll and clutch, as I said before, like potentially lovers in ARA, like this is this or hurts. BFF. <laughs> yeah, but they're no chicks. Remember, um, they're always just hanging out together. Um, Maybe they're just. Oh wait, no, they're not bad at getting chicks. Hey, whatever. Cl Clutch's like... bravado when it came to Scarlet was all just for show, boys. Um, hey, overcompensating. That's, that's them. That's their like. That's exactly it. Uh, uh, good for them. Um, well, I, I, I can't speak to that, unfortunately. I haven't read, I haven't read enough of the original issues. To speak but to in that. this retelling, gonna, the Beardy Boys are going to be... The Beardy Boys are going to be big-time enemies. Or frenemies. It's you, like, you trashed my fucking car. car yeah, that's, that's too far. And how menacing is rock and roll in that panel? Like, on the left, he's, like, he's got his horns up. Just looks like a real, like, shit-faced bad guy. I love it. I love it. Because... <laughs> That is good but, writing and good art that you can make a good guy. Okay. And and <laughs> rock and roll, let's not forget that he's an indirect fire expert. So he is being surgical with that hog in order to not mm. hit Duke and Clutch. He's making it look like their lives are in danger, but he's not out there to kill them. Mm. <laughs> so Clutch has got something <laughs> behind door number one, and that's the first appearance of the vamp. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Also, nice, cool lines on this, on the vamp. You like I don't it. know how you felt when you saw it. I like I liked the lines. I like how it's like the non-military mode and it's like the recreation. It does mode. look a lot more like the Lamborghini Cheetah. It's got, I think, a soft top. Soft door, maybe, maybe. Maybe it's clearer in later panels. But yeah, I mean, this definitely is a book of the 21st century because rock and roll has his M60, but he's also got drones. And he yeah, which kind of, to... in a way, mirrors his use of those kind of like um, those twin Gatling guns that he had, the ones that he carries in his second version. But now they're kind of like mounted on flying things. Uh -huh. I don't definitely... know if I can agree with that. Oh, okay. I kind of feel that to a degree, yeah. Yeah, I thought there was kind of some okay. sort of synergy with, with, with the original version. He's kind of taken those guns and attached them to something else. So it feels appropriate in a way that he has them. But Stalker takes the kill yeah, shot Stalker. and blows out both tires on the vamp. Uh, and uh, it goes careening into a tree, which looked pretty lethal to me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if the if the the brief was to take these guys alive... Like that's that's playing fast and loose, Mr. Wilkinson. Um, well, he couldn't have known they're gonna crash into a tree. And now and now Clutch remembers her name. I love it. <laughs> when it's like, yeah. All it took was a, a smashing his head into the steering wheel to remember his. I think his it's girl's a case name. that he picked her up when he was drunk. Like he picked her up when he was smashed. Uh guys. Can I just say, I love the fact that we've got Stalker handing Duke his ass. I mean, maybe it's oh, a bit yeah. of an unfair fight because Duke's been through hell at this point. So maybe on an equal footing, there'd be a, so be a closer mean, match. So mean, but so like, mean. if Ooh. this was Renegades, Ooh. it would be Flint. But they've gone with Stalker because until, until Duke arrived in the ARR line, Stalker had that role. Stalker felt like the first sergeant of G.I. Joe, even though he was a corporal. Like, mm. he was the the unit commander. And then Duke stepped in and kind of all been about, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, glory boy. But I like seeing these two antagonistic. 
In much the same way Clutch and Rock and Roll have an antagonism, now Stalker and Duke have a reason to maybe be a little bit... Rivalry. Exactly. It's yeah, it's terrific. And that's cool. That shot has... of Stalker kicking him, doing that like roundhouse <laughs> kick to the face, or that, that uh, backhook kick. Um, and he's it like, is a roundhouse. I, I did this with my action figures to try and figure out the choreography here. Because Duke's throwing a punch with his left across Stalker's face. Stalker's backing away from it. And in order to open up, to get enough space to do that kick, he would have had to come around from the back. So done a clockwise clock, clockwise um, uh, roundhouse kick. In a circular. Yeah. You can also unhook kick. Anyway, not important. What's important... There's I, not I enough space for a hook it. kick. He would have had to step back. Actually, that's, that's why I reckon it is a hook kick because you don't need as much space. The hook kick I can do standing close to you. Um, that close? Yes, that's the purpose of it. It's not meant to be a long range kick. The whole thing is that lull you in there, come down and hook my. We know it as a tiger tail kick. Oh, anyway, I'll take your word for it, Mr. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. That panel, that panel that's... is so amazing. That's why I used it as the thumbnail for this episode because. God, that's so cool. It's got so much impact. That's my second favorite panel of the comic book for those of you paying attention. <laughs> All right. Um, we're getting to my favorite panel of the comic book because they inter Clutch and Duke in the pit, a base okay. that has not been used since the 80s uh, mm-hmm. when it was decommissioned. And we see the pit as we've never seen it in this kind of cross-sectional view. So it's like Life from G.I. Joe issue number one, but it's disheveled decrepit the lights are off yeah, yeah, yeah. equipment is strewn everywhere i actually looked into the the quarters hoping to see more um lampshades that are like sort of upended i was disappointed to see all the lampshades kind of still on this on their bureaus oh, <laughs> but best. like you know the, the the chairs turned over walls are crumbling and duke and clutch are placed in the holding cells all the way at the bottom with none other than the Baroness. Yeah, and that was a my big, mind, cool reveal. That was, that was, we knew she was coming, kind of, kind of. I mean, if you, if you were paying attention, she was in kind of promotional material for this book. Mm. But then again, the Baroness is always used to promote books because she's sexy. Um, <laughs> but, guys, I am so excited at the speculation for issue three because I love me a bottle episode. I love me the potential that this demonstrates that we could have a prison break uh, in the pit and having Mm -hmm. to escape this building while being hunted by Stalker and Rock and Roll who've been tasked to pull guard duty. But even better than that, wouldn't it be cool if they did a sort of assault on Precinct 13 at this point that (laughs) somehow Destro or some uh, belligerent, some sort of enemy force want to grab Duke or, 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 or the Baroness. And so they are assaulting this, the pit and Stalker and Rock and Roll are like, shit, you guys want to help repel the uh, invaders? <laughs> so I'm excited about issue number three and that's, that's, that's a good place to leave it, I guess. Well, as this as was over saying, with I mean, too quickly. Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think it's a fantastic issue. Um, I don't count I think... that as a weakness, though, Paul. No, neither do I. But Rob, what were you saying, my dude? 
Oh no, no, I think it's it's a very good issue. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, <clears> this <throat> this this was again three or three with over too quickly in that I kind of felt like I was like another issue of this. Uh, when are we going to actually start getting like actual story? Because it just kept, keeps seeming like set pieces that are kind of set within itself. Whereas this, I was like, what? No, I want more. <laughs> Where's the rest? <laughs> like, mm. give me more. And that's a good thing. That's, uh, you know, leave them wanting more. This book keeps doing that. Is it only meant to be four, four, four episodes, four issues? I think it's five issues, actually. Oh, Isn't five? Okay. Oh, that's great. I'm happy to hear that. I'm hearing <laughs> four. Oh, um, I think there was a question about. I wonder if she has a little brother that is related to Duke. Um, it was Cody. Cody. No, but we do get. Um, There's a mention of Duke having a brother. Yes, in both younger issues. Brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like, why didn't you get your brother to help you? Know, you go into your family next, and he's like, no, mm. I don't want to get my. I don't want to get him involved. So it could be that they're going with. I don't know. Do you think? Are they going with Falcon being his brother? I mean, I mean, they've already kind of followed the cartoon, you know, in incorporating Cobra Law into um, the Energon universe. With I like the idea Ron of Falcon being Duke's brother, not strictly because of the the movie reference, but because I've seen it handled very well elsewhere. If you've read ah. Transformers versus GI Joe, Tom Shirley's run, he shows the family dynamic. Of them being half brothers i think duke's father stepped out early mother remarried and that's where this kid brother kid half brother comes from and that there's this antagonism between them and that falcon wanted to leapfrog over his his overbearing big brother by joining officer school um, yeah and studying his way into a higher rank so yeah this this look if they do anything, any approximation of that in this book, we know we're off to a good start in terms of setting up that relationship. Well, I think they're still also making things, I wouldn't say more personal, but there is more kind of like things that you're witnessing that happens between the characters. You know, um, like he has a connection with Clutch already and, they, and mm. they, are, they are setting up this antagonism between Clutch and Duke and Rock and Roll and... Um, <laughs> I build him, Swarker he crashes because them. Of, because of, you know, because of, you know, the, um, yeah... And because of you know, the situation they've been placed into. So it makes them more interesting when they do eventually become G.I. Joe. And I think you were mentioning earlier, like, you know, will, it, will they become G.I. Joe by the end? Um, I haven't seen this mentioned anywhere else, but I haven't been following all of the news about, um, you know, the Energon universe and G.I. Joe going forward. But in the editor's letter for this issue, um, the editor does actually mention he's very excited to see what these guys are going to do with their Energon universe G.I. Joe comic that's going to be coming out. So, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if they've explicitly said it before, um, but it seems like that is a confirmation that the team has, teams that have been working on Cobra Commander and Duke will be the teams working on the Energon Universe G.I. Joe going forward. Um, you know, he does mention, I think it's in the first or second paragraph in the, oh, yeah. uh, the letter where he kind of like says, well, I'm, you know, check out all this cool stuff that we've been doing and it's going to be so cool to see them do this in there the main G.I. Joe series when it happens. Um, yeah, so I, I thought that was kind of cool to kind of get a little bit of confirmation that these, you know, that these are the guys that are be, will be bringing us G.I. Joe going forward. So, you so, know, he's not just setting stuff up. He's actually, yeah. Now then, in the first um, 
in the first paragraph. So the, the editor says, uh, welcome back to Duke and a huge thanks to all for reading Duke number one. We could not have been more thrilled with the response we received so far and are beyond psyched for you all to see Josh, jo Tom, Jordy, and Russ talents on full display in our debut G.I. Joe series. Um, mm. So so presumably this will be the gateway to that. So we're yeah, going to fast track so. ourselves the into a team. And, and, and the, 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 the Duke will lead into what comes next for, for G.I. Joe. And this could be very interesting is if we have a G.I. Joe series and we have a companion Cobra comic series that'd be kind of Oof, crazy it could be fun it be that, money, money yeah because it is very good and you can do the crossovers as well like when events oh, happen man. you just cross over the comics so what is a gi joe book without cobra though like i uh... well i wouldn't say that they won't be in there but i mean you kind of get the perspectives from both I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm, I'm spitballing it's right so now. greedy. Like, um, on, on the moment, I'm yeah. just thinking right now, you know, that the, maybe that this both of them spin off into the, into the new ongoings. Uh, I'm not saying. It's greedy if they do the Marvel thing, game. dude. It's greedy if they do the Marvel thing where they have like eight main character books and eight villain books to coincide for like Dark Rising or whatever the hell it was, which was one of the last big arcs that I read. That's ridiculous. But to have a Cobra book and a G.I. Joe book, I'm, I'm actually fully down with that. But what I wanted yeah, to say is, I think it okay, so Duke 1, Duke 2. Okay, so that's uh, December, January. So what, we got February, March, April. So maybe like in April, we'll get the G.I. Joe movie trailer or something. That would be mm. at the end of this run. Interesting. <laughs> Spoonkiller is definitely on your case about that. This is all leading to the TFG.I. Joe movie, right? Yeah, yeah that's not any Actually, reason these comics yeah. exist, you know, is to, is to be advertised for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched Rise of the Beast, by the way, and I really do want to like spend five minutes chatting about that. But okay, but before we get there, guys, what did you? What would you give this book out of five? Wow! And, and um, you've got some strong yeah. opinions already. Spoon Killer's giving it five, as is Darren Cobb. Wow! I'll I'll give it I'll give it a four and a half out of five. You know, to give it room to improve. Um, I think it's yeah, fantastic introductions to a lot of characters. The story's moving forward. Um, yeah. I think four and a half out of five. Let's, let's just do it. You know? There I, you go. Christopher yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give it four and a half out of five um, because I, I'm scared of giving it like five out of five. <laughs> um, for some reason well, no address we, that what yeah. what rob what yeah. what stops this from being a five out of five you just don't like giving perfect scores is that i no I've, i'm pretty sure i've given perfect scores before um it's it's still setting up stuff so i want to see mm. where it goes next you know i mean setup is very interesting but i mean if the payoff is rubbish it kind of it will retroactively affect my opinion of this comic um, so I don't want to be like five out of five and then the actual, you know, where it goes is like a two out of five and I'm like, oh, geez, really? <laughs> I think I'm going to stand strong with G7M9W and give it 4.75. Because wow. Okay. You and G7 are on the same wavelengths tonight. Perfect right. scores should be held for extremely Perfect like, ex well, just, just important books that nail everything. Um, yeah, maybe kind of over time. Alone we will love this even more but like yeah, it's it's a setup book it doesn't have a, a complete holistic like silent interlude that's a five out of five book because it it sets up and tells complete story within its runtime and tells it very well yeah. i think those are the some of the best issues well, as well. It's but i love this i love this issue a lot it's a very brisk read as we've said before um they nail the character of clutch which is a delight 
I also mm. am in favor with the portrayals of Rock and Roll and Stalker. I'm interested to see them getting more page time and being more on side with Duke. See how Hell that, yeah. how the worm turns in terms of um, their allegiances and their sympathies. Like Stalker's not, he's sympathetic to Duke. He's like, you should have come in, buddy. We shouldn't have had to do this. Um, but you brought this on yourself. So now you're just going to wait it out here and let let the process uh, take its course. Duke's like, no, I tried the process. Hawk doesn't want to listen to me. Um, so I'm interested to see the sort of duel of wits, if they get any chance to do that even. Because as we say, pages are finite and it's uh, it's brisk. I just but like yeah. that in two issues, this book has done more than what the other book has done in three issues. That's... Ah, oh, very dear. <laughs> That's why one I, is a mini, one I, is an ongoing. Yeah, an ongoing true. can take as long as it wants. It can take yeah, forever. Which is kind of my problem with it. Like it shouldn't be languishing. It should be telling its story. You know, we we don't GI Joe book GI Joe book GI Joe fans. We we're not young anymore, bro. <laughs> like we've got time, <laughs> time to wait for the show. And if, I think if, if Larry feels like he can take his time with it, uh, you can take your time reading it too, bro. I think G7's last comments encapsulates how I feel. Duke 1 was wow. good. Cobra Commander 1 caught my attention. Duke 2 is even better. Will Cobra Commander 2 blow my mind further? Who knows? Check back on this very podcast if you want to see the whoa. hear the opinions of three raving lunatics South Africans. Oh, yeah. I'm Absolutely so scared that... The latest things. Really? I just... I'm so worried that Cobra is going to make it like Cobra... Com- not Like, when I say that that's a problem, I don't mean it like... I don't want to like Cobra Commander as a villain. It's a very weird, conflicting headspace to be in, um, and they do that with. They often do that in the other in the older books. When Serpentor's around, you kind of side with either Cobra Commander or Serpentor, but usually a part of you sides with Cobra Commander because he's so familiar. And even though he's like useless, you kind of got his back. And <laughs> I've got a feeling we're going to side with Cobra quite a bit on this. We're going to be like, because they're going to make it about Cobra versus Megatron. In a lot of ways, and you're gonna, there are gonna be times where you're gonna, you're gonna be so glad that Megatron like gives it, you know, like gives um, Cobra Commander a bit of a slap, but you're gonna enjoy it when Cobra Commander and Megatron give Globulus a slap. And I, I'm, I'm excited about that in that book. On the topic of uh, I brought up Megatron, I finally got to watch Rise of the Beasts. Have you guys checked out Rise of the Beasts yet? The new Transformers movie? Nah, it's uh, no interest. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm going to say this. I had no interest in it either. Um, and I think it would have been nice to have seen it in the cinema now that I finally watched it. Um, mm-hmm. It is not a bad movie. It's just not as good as Bumblebee, in my opinion. Like, it tries to get the same heart that Bumblebee has, but it doesn't. Like, I feel like... And I don't think it's a performance thing. I think it's a directing thing. Um, but at least it's not as... It's it's not like the highest the series has ever been, but it's certainly better than the last night and all that other shit that came out of after Transformers three. It's way better than that. But the GI Joe thing that they do is pretty cool. I do like <laughs> it how is? they handled that. Wow. Um, okay. I do like how they handled that. I watched Maybe the scene and, and I'm like, like they... this is so tacked on. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's a little bit more it's effort. Not really, if, if you watch the film. There's little hints to G.I. Joe. All right. In it. Okay. Uh-huh. They kind of we said we weren't going to do any fun is. stuff beyond the comic book, but uh, uh, hey, what the hell. I'm looking forward to Anything seeing the else? second. I'm <laughs> looking forward to seeing the second Dune movie. That looks 
I mean, James Buck too. I'm already there, dude. Well, see it on screen this time, please, Paul. COVID kept you kept you at bay last year. No, I watched it in cinema. You did. Oh, yeah. I got the impression Fuck, that you there's didn't. There's no way I'm missing my favorite book uh, in cinema. One of my favorite books in cinema. There's no fucking way. No was way. that the one no where the projection like was screwed up? Um, no, thankfully, no. That was Batman. Okay. Oh, and can <laughs> I just draw attention to the fact that if you're watching the video, uh, Paul is chewing on a toothpick, just leaning into that clutch persona a little Hell, bit. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, dude, don't apologize for, for it. <laughs> Don't apologize for it. Um, all right, let's uh, let's end it here, boys. I think we've had a fantastic show. I've enjoyed myself. I'm pumped about these comic books. Hell yeah! Even also, Aaron. they got that chick from Midsommar in Dune too, so I'm there as Princess Orlan. Just putting that out there. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, but if if you had missed it uh, before we do go, uh, apparently they are re-releasing Dune Part One in cinemas. Um, oh my god! Yes. Although that's probably Long left the uh, I imagine that's going to be an American thing because that's that's uh, yeah, or a Sydney thing. Worldwide. It's Pepsi. Is it Pepsi? Oh, okay, you've you've it's told Pepsi. them. Sorry, you're not drinking uh, motor oil. I'm <laughs> in a Pepsi Guys, face at the moment. I go through your like. Names. Speaking Weirdly of cinematic enough. experiences, oh, carry on. All right, no, no, Pepsi. no, don't. Are you also the Pepsi no, thing, Rob? All right, it's I, cheaper. I like I'll, I'll talk. It's well, it's slightly cheaper, but also I find that when it warms up, it's still drinkable. I mm. find warm Coca Cola to be awful. I ca- I cannot mm. stand warm Coca Cola. But uh-huh. if I have to, if if I've taken too long to drink my Pepsi, it is still drinkable warm, or at least not cold. That's true. I, I'm down with you on that. You know, like I would. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to leave it to go warm. I'd be like, I can't wait for warm Pepsi. <laughs> um, but you know, like if it does happen to go room temperature, I can still drink it. Warm Coke is just the worst drink ever in the history Coke of the world. Drink Pepsi, but Coke is still better with a steak. You guys would do backflips. Me, I'm I'm indifferent. But um, they're going to do a screening of Blade Runner with a live orchestra playing the Vegas uh, score. Why is the only on this podcast who doesn't oh, appreciate Daniel. Blade Runner in 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 a country where they're going to be doing that? Why? Mm. In the city, in fact, I don't know if it's in, doing in, a tour nationwide, but like it's happening in Brisbane. You're like Woolworths on Australia Day, my man. Maybe I should go. I yes, Darren, that's right. Please Pepsi go. Does not go for us. When it's warm. I, it's, I it's do love seeing Symphony. <laughs> mm. Me too. Well, uh, weirdly enough, I love classical music, but the, all, of all the performances I've gone to of live uh, classical music, it makes me so tired. It's weird. Like, I, I love yeah, listening to it. Because you, it's a physical experience. It's weird. But they're, gonna ta- mean, they're, they're timing it with the film. So it's okay. That's good. I they play the movie, but I they mean, play the score live in general. Like like classical music. When I, you know, I've I've watched like you know, I'm not going to support a friend. Oh, like Alpha music thing. I'm just like, oh, it makes me so tired. I can't stay. <laughs> even if it's even if it's like upbeat. I mean, you know, classical music. Um, dun, 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 dun. Rob, 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 rob. Uh, it's, some it's, visuals, it's, it's, it's something to keep you keep you you know kind of like engaged. But yeah, that that's just me. 
Well, yeah, I'm delighted that uh, about 30 people yeah, were like kept engaged. Exactly. Snake eyes breakdancing. It's like ballet it's a culture, but I'm like, it's like a exactly. striptease from the 1500s, bro. That's exactly what we need. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks as always to the live chats. You guys are great. Keeping it very, very lively. Um, oh yeah, and Definitely thanks also to joining us. our patrons Good. and GI Joburg YouTube channel members. Hell yeah! Who are enjoying early That's access fun. to our vehicle features or toy features episodes? Plus, um, yeah, if you're on the YouTube, you get my vlog every week. We're up to like 85 of those. So Whoa. if you join yeah. today, you've got a backlog of amazing unreleased content. Mainly me just hanging out with my toys, but yeah. It's well, all good. I mean, the, the great thing is, is that, I mean, there may be all the stuff for content people, but there's tons of free stuff as well. We're on episode 312. Um, I saw earlier Peter Moline is, um, is now up to episode 120. He's about God bless to experience you. Our, our journey to Joe Fest. Um, and if you get the chance, Peter, if you're still listening, um, check out the videos once, um, once you, you, you start getting into the, the, the Joe Fest podcasts. Some of our best productions, I think. We all three mm. of us worked on them. Obviously, we're all three there. Ah, there's there's Peter. He absolutely. So what does he say? Ah, hot Dr Pepper. Oh, dude, they drink in the 50s. hot Dr Pepper. Best something they're drinking the fifties. I believe so. Yes, I just don't know why. I, I believe so. Because it gets real cold in some parts of North America. Exactly. We got cool. GI Joe merch. You can also get it on our Teespring. To somebody GI Joe inspired bought. merch. GI Joe inspired. GI Joe Berg merch. Come, sub, yeah. Yeah, come get your favorite Snake Force um, or Team Delta t shirts. Um, to, the, uh, to the supporter who bought some merch recently, thank you so much. See you and I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Enjoy the shirts. Uh, this yeah. is one of Mountain my favorites. Mountain Dew is good anytime. Yeah. So true. But once again, I Mountain Dew is by PepsiCo, by the way. So, of ah, course, it tastes okay. From the makers of Doritos. That was a cool movie, the Flamin' Hot movie about the Flamin' Hot Doritos. Wow, that's that one of my hot. favorites. <laughs> awesome. And goodbye. And there we go. Bye.